Warning. This podcast may contain spoilers from whatever TV show or movie is mentioned. Please listen at your own discretion. Welcome to Viewers Anonymous. What's going on? I am Scoots Bronson. And I am S. Foster. And this is the Viewers Anonymous Podcast. What's going on with you, bro? Man, just living, man. You know, I was going to say the whole phrase of, you know, living in paradise, but I still ain't found it yet. But Oh, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> nah, man, but I'm good. Yo, I'm good. I, I've been working in the rain all week. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's the thing that you sign up for, man, when, you, when you're a driver. So, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You just got to eat it. And roll with it, man. But but I'm pretty good. How about yourself, man? How you feeling? Man, listen, man. I'm living life on the edge, man. I'm happy. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm good. Um, I really ain't got no complaints, man. You know what I'm saying? I, I beat COVID one-on-one. You know what I'm saying? Took COVID out. So I'm feeling like, you know what I'm saying, a champion. You know what I'm saying? Hold so, up, hold up, hold up, hold up. So now you're only going to get this if you saw it. Uh-huh. So are you telling me you the Magic Johnson of COVID? I am Magic Johnson of COVID. <laughs> I just sat there all week getting stronger. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Yes, sir. Nah, man. But yeah, so you know what I'm saying? Um, man, I'm just I, I ain't got no complaints, bro. I've been enjoying life, man. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. But you know what I'm saying? We are uh, coming off of Coming off one of those episodes, I had to play your role the other day, man. You know, what yeah, I'm saying? yeah. You know what I'm saying? I had to, uh, had to, had to control, be the what, what he would call it, the captain of the four three the other day. Oh uh, man, you was you know the, you was the host, the producer, and you was a guest <laughs> at the same time, man. I told y'all, man. It, listen, it, it don't be as easy as people think it is. Oh no, 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 it ain't, it ain't. You know that. That's why. And, and then when I told, when I told JD that you weren't gonna make it. Yeah, and I was like, "Yeah, man." I said, "I gotta, I gotta run the pie today." Scoops ain't gonna make it. He was like, "Well, shit, ain't like you ain't done it before, with Uncle Washington." I was like, well, "Exactly, you got a point." Exactly. So, it's your first rodeo. Yeah, so I had a little experience of doing it, man. But you know what I'm saying? But you know, you always miss the guys, man. And you know, Siege wasn't able to make it as well. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully this upcoming Wednesday we had a whole crew back. Right, right, right. I definitely be back. I definitely be back. Good deal, man. Man, listen, I am ready for what we're watching, man. I'm telling you. Because... You ready? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, let's get into it then. All right, man. So, if anybody that's new here, um, what we're watching is basically our weekly um, recap of something that, you know what I'm saying, we catching back up on, something we getting nostalgic about, or something that we just found that, you know what I'm saying, we just want to let you guys know, since uh, we only review one movie or television show per episode, we figured that we give y'all something uh, special every Friday, something to catch up on and, you know what I'm saying, check out yourselves. So what you got this week for us, bro? Well, I was going to uh, speak about that reference that I just said. But mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not gonna go there because I feel like they'll take I'm us so down the whole wormhole. <laughs> They're gonna take <laughs> us down like it ain't even gonna we ain't even get into the movie. Word. But no, man, um I was able to watch uh last Friday after we got done potting uh the many saints of Newark, man. Okay. Uh, 
Yeah, man. Uh, the uh, the Soprano movie. Right. Uh, I'm not familiar. I, you know, obviously, I might have seen bits and pieces of an episode, but I never really, really watched The Sopranos. Mm-hmm. So everything was pretty new to me. And like, I've I've heard some people talk about it. I I don't really have any complaints because, like I say, I don't really know much about anything. Right. But I thought what I watched, I thought it was pretty dope that uh, James Gandolfini's son actually played him um, mm-hmm. in his teenage years. I thought that that was dope. He looked like his dad as well. Rest in peace to him. Yeah. And uh, but it's intriguing. It's intriguing, uh, intriguing enough for me to. I'm thinking about going back and uh, starting The Sopranos, man. Really? Um, yeah, man. From from what I've seen in the movie. I thought that there was some some pretty dope things in it as far as like, you know, uh I think yeah, I think his name was Tony. Tony mm-hmm. Soprano, how yeah. he was real cool with his uncle and all the shit that his uncle was into. You know what I'm saying? And all the shit that his uncle did. His his uncle was a shady motherfucker, man. This one this dude straight up stole his dad, killed his dad, stole his dad girl, and like he ended up killing um end up like, dude, his, his uncle was just on some wild shit, man. Mm-hmm. And then, like, uh, Le- Leslie uh, Odom Jr., he did a really good job. Yeah. Man, he uh, he killed it. So, um, mm-hmm. I just feel like I just feel like it was a, a pretty good movie. And for me not to know really anything, I think that for I, the only people that I heard criticize it were the people who actually watch the sopranos mm-hmm. so for me i think it's a good start because from what i heard was that if you've never seen the sopranos you can watch this movie and you know jump right in like you don't have to watch the whole thing of sopranos and then because like i say it's a it's a prequel it's, it's what happened before they became who they was so you got the backstory then you can go into it so right. it's intriguing enough for me to start it man the only thing that sucks is that it is football season so you know, I don't have as much time to watch, you know, like like once I get off to work tomorrow, like we 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 in these games. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then Sunday we got games. So yeah. you know, it's gonna be hard for me to start it, but I think that I'm actually gonna start Sopranos, man, because I th- I thought it was a pretty good movie. That's dope, man. That is dope. Um so for me, man, um I also was gonna come in here and say that what I what I was watching was Dave Chappelle's The Closer, but um you know what I'm saying, since we you know what I'm saying, Go ahead, man. Wayside, no, 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 no. <laughs> That's not what I'm gonna do. Um, even though you know what I'm saying, I I I figure we both watched it. I just wanna say real quick, bravo to Dave Chappelle, man. He always comes in and give us something thought provoking and, and something that's timeless. I think that this one is going to be the one that 20, 30 years from now, this is going to be the one that everybody is going back to and using as far as um, a look at the way society was around this time. This is this is definitely going to be a piece that people use in, in lesson plans and everything like that in uh, universities and colleges across the uh, nation. I think this was a brilliant look into not just um, not just the landscape of society as far as the LBGTQ community and, you know, the Me Too movement and all that stuff that was going on these past few years, but also a, a very interesting uh, look into racism. 
I thought he he brought that around very nice. So um yeah, man, if you have not checked out Dave Chappelle's The Closer, please take your time, go to Netflix, and um man, get that man the credit he deserves and just just listen to what he's saying. Um I'm on actually my third time watching it. So Well, I, I watched it for the first time last night getting my hair done, but I think this is gonna be the equivalent of what Raw was. It could because, be. Because think about it. Like When you go back and you listen to the material of what Eddie Murphy was talking about, yeah. now, if that came out now, people would cancel. Uh, it's true. But it, try. Even even to the point to where he get to talking about his dad, I think they would too. Yeah, you know, and just yeah. like the way that he uh, – was talking about Italian, you know, hey, Rocco! Uh, yeah. you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, like they would try to cancel him today. And I've even heard, <laughs> which I, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Though. If he could pull off the, the gay cop joke, <laughs> in this day and age, woo, pull off, pull off. Hey, yo, let me get that out, bro. He, yeah, that, that would be comedy, bro. But, um, Man, what I'm watching, man. Actually, I actually went the nostalgic route, man. I took some time and um I watched the the Dark Knight trilogy over again. Um Classic. and I I can't lie to you, man. Um Chris Nolan, bro. <laughs> when I tell you the piece that resistance on a career, bro, man, listen, every time I watch this trilogy, bro, it gets better and better. Everybody knows that my favorite out of the whole thing um, is The Dark Knight Rises because I like the Nightfall storyline. But um, the Joker is also my favorite comic book character of all time. So, you know, saying The Dark Knight was it was it was still special to me. Shout out to Heath Ledger. Um, To me, I still think that he's the second best Joker. I think Jack Nicholson embodied Joker to the T. Um, Heath Ledger was a little bit more sadistic. but I still appreciate his greatness. Um, and of course, you know, so I got to salute to Cesar Romero too, because, uh, you know what I'm saying? He was the first Joker I ever seen on TV in the old school 1960s Batman show. But um, yeah, man, listen, from, from Batman Begins to Dark Knight to Dark Knight Rises, this is a great story of how Batman becomes this force in Gotham and his hope for Gotham, but also at the same time becoming the detriment of Gotham as well. And it really just embodies what Batman is, you know what I'm saying, as best as they can in three movies as possible. Um, But if you guys want to go check that out, of course, if you, I mean, I'm sure most of everybody has seen it, but if you want to check it out in in its entirety, all three movies, um, you can definitely go to HBO Max. They're sitting on there right now. I'm telling you guys right now, if you could just get a good good weekend in and just watch all three movies, you will not be disappointed, man. Um, yeah, I, I ain't going to lie, though. Every time I watch this uh, this trilogy, bro, it get better and better. Man, it's, it's the same for me. It's the same yeah. for me. Uh, and, and that's why we done a... He was anonymous on it, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We've done, we done the whole trilogy, but yeah. like those, you know, I've already told you, like, the, the Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises is, is like, as far as 
comic book films. Mm-hmm. I mean, shit, it might go oh, one and two. Listen, like, it's easily. Bro. It's like easily, I, it's it's just it's amazing. I don't like, even say the word amazing. People don't and people don't respect the Dark Knight Rises really like that because of how amazing of a job Heath Ledger did in the in Dark Knight. But Dark Knight Rises to me is the best out of all of those because it really made Christian Bale have to act. This is the first time we're really seeing Christian Bale act in these movies. Like, you know what I'm saying? He has to play Bruce Wayne in these movies. He's not just Batman for real. Like we've seen him as a little bit in Bruce Wayne in the first one. I mean, in the second one, I'm sorry. But for the most part, like, this is where Christian Bell is really playing two different characters. He's playing Batman. He's playing um, he's playing Bruce Wayne. But on top of that, Tom Hardy, bro, being Bane, like, even though it's not the Bane that we're all accustomed to, he does a great job of playing Bane. And I mean a great job of playing Bane. Like, the fact that, like, if you know anything about comic books and, and you know how, you know what I'm saying, you know what Bane is. Like, Bane is this big, strong, super strong, but at the same time, he has a super high IQ. He, like, one of the best villains Batman has ever faced. He was also in the Shadow, uh, the League of Shadows and everything else. So it's like, this is why the Nightfall storyline was so great because this was the most formidable foe Batman has ever went up against. So for Bane to be played by Tom Hardy and they made him as realistic as possible without making them all like cartoonish, you know what I'm saying? Like we've seen in the old one with Poison Ivy. But this is this one is strictly like he is this big stacked dude. You know what I'm saying? He looks huge, but at the same time, he's not a fool. He's smart. He's intelligent. You know what I'm saying? He making plans. He's a mastermind at everything he's doing. Like it was, it's just, I think Christopher, and I said this a long time ago, the better that DC gets at creating his villains, the better the movies will be. And for me, that's every superhero movie. I don't care what it is. If you, if you have a great villain in the movie, then your movie is going to be fantastic. Christopher Nolan and company did a great job at creating the villains. They made Ra's al Ghul um, a very, very, you know what I'm saying, mysterious, you know what I'm saying, villain in the first one. They made, you know what I'm saying, the Joker, this sadistic, you know what I'm saying, crazy, chaotic villain in the second one. And then in the third one, they made basically Bane be batman's counterpart like you know what i'm saying like they both was chess masters and this coming down to the last you know what i'm saying rook or some shit like that like this is this is what a superhero movie is supposed to be bane was the perfect i mean bane tom Hardy was the perfect pick yeah like i yeah. i just feel like the the way that movie panned out and the way he played that role i just mm-hmm. felt like he was the perfect pick for it and believe it or not, like, and look, we talked about this before, so I ain't gonna go long on it. But like, I thought Anne Hathaway was was a really, really oh, good Catwoman. Fantastic. She was a really good Catwoman. So, so I, I I felt like the casting in that was perfect. Yeah, so, me too. 
it was, it was yes, it was it was it was great, man. I, I think I, I think Joseph Gordon Levitt, you know what I'm saying? He did a great job. Unfortunately, um he you know what I'm saying, we seen them hint kinda at Robin, but we yeah. never got a chance to really see it. But nah, I, I'm assuming he's Robin. Like Oh no, for sure. I, like we, we and, know and I love the way they said it. Look, dude, the way that they set that up, dude, mm-hmm. was so fucking awesome where he went to the place. And then they was like, yo, uh, the, you know, such and such, such. And she was like, I don't see your name on the list. Oh, well, my first name is Robin. And then she was mm-hmm. like, oh, well, there you go. And then, like, he's using the GPS. And then yeah. he goes, man, I was like, yo, this shit is awesome. Yeah. I was so ready for the next movie, man. You I never thought, got it. I thought they was going to do, like, a spinoff or whatever and make, you know what I'm saying, have him be the next trilogy. But that would have been dope, man. But um, hey, listen. Before we, before we move. Okay. Um, Gordon Joseph Levitt, very underrated. Oh, facts. Very underrated. Facts. That dude is awesome. Facts. He's man, listen, he is the rom com god. You hear me? Yeah, I can see that. He is the rom com god. I, I remember it was a nice little, you know what I'm saying, from about 2000, I want to say maybe about like 2010 to about probably about like 14, 15. He just was killing the game. He was killing the game, man. Yep. He had all the he had all the little teeny boppers just ah, you know, you know how it go. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But um, yeah, man. Um, episode three yep. of the Fright Fest. You know what I'm saying? We we getting back into it, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget, this is the month of October, and during the month of October, we here to scare the pants up off you. So, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> We are um, taking the whole month of October and we are doing nothing but the horror genre. Um, this is right up as that's Ali, man. This is what my man lives and breathes for when he talks about movies. But today, um, I, this was actually my pick. Um, this is, to me, one of the um, most interesting horror movies I've ever seen or one of the most interesting movies in the horror genre I've ever seen. Um but we're doing The Green Inferno by Eli Roth came out 2013. Um, this movie is about a group of um, students who go to the Amazon to stop them from, well, to stop a company, uh, um, a um, oil company. company. Oh. Yeah, construction or oil. Or, it's just some some type of, corporation basically they they went to go stop a corporation from tearing down the trees in the amazon um some things happened they ended up having to leave off on a plane one of their friends ended up getting killed before they leave off in the plane as they leaving off in the plane they end up getting into a crash and it kills everybody on the plane except for a few of them and they ended up getting caught by this um amazonian tribe who basically eats them one by one. And um yeah, chaos just ensues during all of that. So um now you said you never seen this before, right? No, no, no. I said I've seen it. Okay, you did say you seen I, it. Yeah, I yeah, I've seen it before. This is probably my this was my second time watching because once I watched it the first time, I was like, I never have to see this movie again. Uh-huh. But <laughs> you got me to watch it again. Okay. So <laughs> um so on your on your you know what I'm saying on the rewatch man 
What were you thinking? What was I thinking? I was thinking, my honest opinion, this movie was just as much of trash as it was the first time I saw it. Listen, man. Are you this, serious? Man, this movie is trash, man. Man, listen. First of all, oh, first of all, listen, listen. Okay. First of all, okay, okay, not trash, not trash, not trash. It's just it's it's interesting, but I personally don't call it a horror movie. It's more of like a, it's more of a suspense thriller and just sick. Like, like if they need to add a category to the thing and just say sick, like. Yes. That's, That's what, what Eli Roth is. does, though. Yes, he always does this. Like a lot of his plot lines go like this. Like the mm-hmm. hospital movie is the same thing, except this time it's in the Amazon and it's outside. Exactly. So he he does a lot of this, and he has a pretty sick mind as well. But like, but on a serious tip though, like to add the whole thing of like, yo, we are doing a um an humanitary thing of like trying to stop this and the way that they use what's that damn girl name uh the way that they use uh justine mm-hmm. let's call it what it is man it was fucked up how they use that girl like to for her to already have a crush on a dude mm-hmm. and then they use the fat dude to bring her to a meeting and then next thing you know, the girlfriend gives her a lock that don't lock. <laughs> and, then, and then they just was using her because they knew that her dad worked in the UN. Mm-hmm. So if y'all kill her, y'all fuck. Right. And it's just like, yo, the way they use her for bait, oh man. It was genius though. It yes, and it worked. But I mean, how could you let, how could you listen? First off, she she agreed with everything that was going on because she was so in love. So how could you not use her? Man, listen. I get what you're saying. And he he don't tell everybody the whole thing until right. they're there. Because if <clears throat> you would have told them from the real, yo, there's a possibility y'all going to get shot. Mm-hmm. You tell them why y'all already took the plane ride there. Mm-hmm. So it's like you might as well go along with it at this point because where is she going to go? Because you might not even get a ride back. They might exactly. be like, if you ain't riding with us, then you ain't you ain't catching this ride back home. So you, you kinda, might not even be able to ride back home. That's what I'm saying. So if they would have told them that from the jump, then they wouldn't have came. But he kept telling her, yo, you you knew you knew the uh the risk. Like, yeah, you knew the, the consequences beforehand. Like, no, I didn't. You didn't right. tell me you was going to use me for bait to get these dudes to not shoot because mm-hmm. my dad works in the UN. So I thought that that was, uh, on that tip, it was genius. But yeah. if they would have told her that from the rip, then she wouldn't have came. So right. I, that, that, was, that, was, that was dirty. But but there's a more shit, but I ain't going to do the whole movie right now. <laughs> man, let me tell you something, man. My first time seeing this movie, bro, I was elated. Do you hear me? I <laughs> was so elated. 
because I've never seen anything like this. This was so interesting to me because you never think about something like this. Like what would happen, right? If, <clears throat> you know, we always get to see like, you know, saying these groups that go to these countries and try to help these people who basically um, are out of touch with the rest of the world. You know what I'm saying? They're more in tune with nature. You know what I'm saying? They're still in, in tribes and, you know what I'm saying? They still have huts and all of these other things. They basically still live their traditional lives, right? Mm-hmm. What would happen if they got to one of these tribes and the tribe didn't want them there? The tribe didn't fuck with them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? This was the perfect movie for that. This made, listen, this made my day, bro. You know how many times, like, I be wishing, you know how, like, when the people be like, oh, I'm I'm going on the um the missionary people. They be like, yeah, we're about to go turn some people into Christians. We're about to go give these people Christianity. I just be wanting for one time for them to get, you know what I'm saying, in a situation like this so they can understand. We don't fuck with you. We don't want nobody in our shit. We living good. We ain't got to worry about nothing. Ain't nobody sick. Ain't nobody, uh, uh, don't nobody need no money. You know what I'm saying? We good. We eating good. We living good. We ain't really worried about nothing. We good out here. But no, they always want to go over there and mess with these damn people. Leave these damn people alone, bro. But from, from my interpretation of this movie, though, it wasn't them that these people of this oil company or whatever it ended up being, they was trying to destroy all of their land. Yeah, see, the they was trying to stop them from destroying their land. Fuck all that. Keep your ass at home. This ain't got nothing to do with you. This is the thing. First and foremost, the oil company private, uh, I mean private, hire a private military to basically come shoot you. You didn't have no weapons. Y'all didn't go over there with no guns to go fight just in case some shit like that happened. No, y'all went over there with chains, chaining yourself to a tree, not knowing that none of this shit matters because you're in a whole nother fucking country. So they could just roll you the fuck over and it wouldn't even make a difference. Ain't no laws out there in the fucking Amazon. Like, what are we, what, what are we doing? <laughs> like, hey, we their we- weapons were their phones, man. Man, fuck that. <laughs> what was gonna happen? America was gonna start a war because some kids got ran over in the Amazon. You shouldn't have had your little ass there. You should have been at home studying like the, your parents was paying for in school. But besides that part, um, no, I, I know you know what I'm saying like that's they weren't there for the tribe. But I'm saying like my whole thing is like stay off of these people's land, man. Leave these people's habitat and 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 you know what I'm saying and and environments alone like why are we going and first off why are we knocking down the trees in the amazon that's the thing that irritates my soul we need that that that's most of the world's air right there just in that in that spot in amazon and then on top of that like you know what i'm saying for them to even go down there and then try to put it make it go viral or whatever about getting ran over now what if none of your friends shared your video <laughs> and you got ran over for no reason. You know what I'm saying? You don't think about that type of stuff. So, you know what I'm saying? They get on the plane or whatever. Um, and then I believe it was like a storm or some shit happened. Next thing you know, the plane crashes. No, just the engine just blew out. That's right, the engine blew out. Um, so basically, 
Um, this whole thing was already on a fucked up leg anyway, because it was funded by a dude that was a drug dealer. This nigga was pushing drugs with the cartel through South America and Mexico. So it was already on the, it was already on some messed up feet. Um, Mm -hmm. and then eventually it ends up getting to, um, even worse situations because Justine, uh, that we talked about, um, she almost gets killed. And they beat the shit out of her. They get on the plane. Engine blows out. The plane crashes. The drug dealer dude with all the money, he dies. Everybody else dies. And it's just you and your friends. So now y'all got to get out and find out what's going on. So you get out. You know what I'm saying? Y'all trying to get y'all shit together. Then next thing you know, one of your friends get eaten. And then everybody else getting hit with the darts. Everybody else passing out. You don't, you don't know what's going on. You just know your friend getting eaten because he already all, almost out of there. And so y'all wake up in the cage. Now, once you wake up in the cage, this is where it gets to the shits. So I'll let you take it from here, man. What did you What did you think about the, the first cage scene? Okay, so the first cage scene, like, well, before they got in there, the, the the mama of the tribe. Let's just mm. call her the queen. So the queen comes out. All of them lined up. I think it was. I think it might have been five or six. So let's say it was. I think it was six of them. So she's going and she's checking everybody out. But you don't know what she's doing. Right. Like, what the fuck is this bitch doing? So then she gets to the fat black kid. You know what I'm saying? And then she kind of appoint him. So they give him this juice. Mm. Lay him down on this rock. Mm. And you like. Fuck going on, bitch! Take one eye out. <laughs> Eat that bitch. <laughs> Took the other one out. Ate that shit. And then all of a sudden, they just start chopping this whole damn body apart. And you like, yo, this shit is nuts. So then, not only is that shit sick, but what made it crazy was once they chopped off from the hip down. His torso and his head still moving, like it's yeah. like twitching and shit. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then they finally cut his head off, and then you like, yo, okay. So then they start seasoning them up. You know what I'm saying? See, they putting season all over, all over his arms, all over his torso, dude. They had their own sauce, my guy. Like I don't know if like they created their own like honey mustard sauce. You know what I'm saying? They were sprinkling salt all over my dude. And then they put dude, they got this homemade smoker. You know what I'm saying? So they put him in the smoker thing. And so now the rest of the crew is sitting in the cage and they're like, yo, I can smell him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They was like, I can, I can smell him. And the, the crazy thing about sitting there and you you can smell your friend cooking mm-hmm. with seasoning all over him. And so then they have you watch everybody there eat them. Yeah. So this is my question to you. Now, I've been here, I remember listening to Miko Grimes podcast, you know, mm-hmm. she was talking about, and I think you talk, you spoken about this as well, where, where she was saying that how she don't drink milk 
because you know we we are quick to drink milk from a cow, but we won't drink breast milk. milk. Right. And so then it get me to thinking now. For a disclaimer, I'm not saying I'm with this. Mm-hmm. Let me get this out here. But we are quick to eat a cow, a chicken, a pig that rolls around in mud. Is it really that sick to eat a person? Because it's like, because if you think about it, We'll sit here and eat the inside of an animal that stinks on the outside, mm-hmm. but we cook that shit, season it up, and we eat it. Mm-hmm. So is it really like that sick for a person to eat another person? Morally, yes. Logically? Yes, morally, yes. Maybe not. I don't know because I don't know what the people taste like, but I'm, <laughs> well, sure, like- <laughs> I'm sure that, you know what I'm saying, with with all the sicknesses and everything that we able to catch and all the stuff we put into our bodies already that we ain't built for that. Like we ain't built to be eaten. At least not by other people. Maybe by like a mountain lion or some shit like that, but other people probably not. Cuz cuz you know cuz the thing and that's another thing about the animals like usually other than them pumping chickens with steroids, but like Usually cows and shit, all they really do eat grass. You know what right. I'm saying? So well besides pigs. Yeah, because pigs they eat slop or whatever the they fuck they be feeding. Yeah, they eat pigs anything. Like so yeah. So I, I, I just thought that what what I'm calling sick is just how they just chop my man up. Like they, they didn't warm up to it. Like <laughs> they didn't even they, bleed them out. Yeah, well, well, they ended up doing it, and then and then the queen drunk the blood. Because yeah. remember when they took his head off, the blood was squirting out of his neck part. Yeah, no, and I'm talking, went into this cup. but he already ain't had no arms and legs and shit though. Yeah, and they was already eating that. Dude, wow, my guy. Like when when the first time that I watched this movie and I seen and I seen her eat that eye, I'm like, yo, it did cut his tongue. Yeah, and, and then she started, and then she was smiling while she was chewing the tongue. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. oh, you nasty bitch. Yeah. But uh yeah. <laughs> wow. Like, dude, it's 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 beyond sick, my guy. 100 like, This guy, I need a I need a new word for this because because hostile is sick. This this is beyond that. Yeah, hostile is I wouldn't say sick. Like this is this is sick for real. Hostile ain't sick. Hostile is like that's some shit that could happen to some white kids. This <laughs> this some shit that niggas you don't wish on your worst enemy because the whole time they in the cage, bro. They just watching their friends get eaten one by one, and they don't know yeah. who next. Okay, and this is my beef, right? They was in. This damn cage that was mm-hmm. made out of like bamboo or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Why ain't y'all just knock that motherfucker down? I thought the same thing. It's like, why y'all keep trying to climb to the top? I'm pretty sure I can ram my shoulder and get right through because it wasn't even it's, that. It's bamboo close man. together. That's what I'm like, saying. It's bamboo. 
but the only thing is like that's one of those situations where like you're so outnumbered and you don't know where you're going. I think that that is one of those situations where you can run, but I just feel like you wouldn't be able to hide and then you're outnumbered and they can walk you down. Because I don't think – like even the girl that said that, oh, well, I used to run track, I'd be able to – that bitch would run as slow as fuck. Like at so, least give at least give me something. We talking about niggas in the Amazon. That's all they do is run. Exactly. Yeah. Yo, they run marathons. Pity ass ain't running nothing. <laughs> yeah, I'm like at least at least get an actor that got some kind of form. I'm like, mm-hmm. look at this, look at this chick running. Like, so yeah, I I didn't that that is something, but also at the same time, it was like if you put yourself in that situation, it's like okay, you really got to have a plan before you break that shit down. Like mm-hmm. you have to know, okay, I'm heading north. Like it can't be no. Okay, let me see if I can get out of here. Okay, where should I go? No, you need to think that shit through before you do because I feel like in that type of situation, you want a no-win situation. Like this is like when Dr. Strange said, like there's a million possibilities. He's like, with you know how many of chances we got to win? He was like, one. That's one of those situations where you got one chance. You got one shot, one opportunity. Yeah. To when you get out that bit, you gotta know where you're going. Don't slow down. Don't look back and just go. Because mm-hmm. I'm not gonna I'm I'm like this. So you remember when they gave them the food, right? Yeah. Now, like I said earlier, when when they were seasoning my guy up, they had their own shit. I don't know what the fuck they made their own honey mustard or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that was. But when they gave it to my man, you know what I'm saying, the dirtiest motherfucker in the whole film, like he right. he slurping it, boy. He got down tearing that shit up. And so then everybody else started eating it. Then like everybody kind of made this face, like, damn, I didn't expect for this shit to be this good. <laughs> and like, so everybody eating. So then your girl realized oh. when she gets to the bottom, she realizes blood at the bottom. And then there's a piece of skin. Tattoo. With the tattoo. Yo, listen, people. If you never seen this, just imagine you see this, and this girl got this plate. She throws the plate on the ground and slices her own neck. She's mm. like, nah, I'm done. I'm out. Like mm. I, I'm not playing this game no more. No, wait, before that though, before that, don't forget, they came and found they came and looked at all the females in there mm. or women. Follow you, uh, weirdos out there, and picked out the virgin. Mm-hmm. Remember that part? Yeah. So Justine, not only was she the UN, uh, 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 UN attorney's daughter, not only was she in love with old dude, but she was a virgin. So she gets taken, and they do the virgin ceremony, and they cut her shit up. And then the wild part is at the very beginning of the movie, they talk about that procedure, and she was saying, we need to do something to stop this, and then Literally. it happens to her. Literally. The irony of it all, right? The irony of it all. Man, listen. When I tell you, bro, this movie spared no expense. This is this is what real horror is, bro. Man. This is what real horror is. Imagine you, you know what I'm saying? You go to Cuba or whatever. 
You know what I'm saying? You just chilling in Cuba, and then you go to the jungles of Cuba, if it is jungles, or the rainforest of Cuba, if they got rainforest. I ain't never been. Then next thing you know, you out there, and then there's this long-lost tribe ain't nobody never seen, and they eat your goddamn friend. Ain't nothing you can do about that. You got to live with that for the rest of your life, seeing your friend get eaten by a bunch of niggas. And then you can smell them cooking. Literally. You know what I'm saying? With barbecue sauce. And then eventually you ended up tasting them, my nigga? Oh, my God. Yo, listen. This is Eli Roth, bro. And I tell you, he put his foot in this one. <laughs> he put his foot in this one. No pun intended, bro. And then yeah. my man, then my man, he, he ended up coming clean in the cage, bro. This is what pissed me off. He coming clean in the cage like, man, all this was just, you know what I'm saying, so the other company could blah, blah, blah. Wait a minute, my nigga. You mean to tell me we came all the way down here, not because we trying to save the rainforest, but we doing all this because another company wanted to make this company look bad? And it was a PR stunt? Man, listen, bro. He'd have yeah. been next. Just know that. Yeah, I, I, I would have killed him myself. Uh, that's what I'm saying. He'd have been next. I know for a fact. It, it wouldn't have been nobody else but him. I'd have killed him and set his ass by the door of the gate. There y'all go. We got an offering. No, but, but then there's the wild part. So the girl that smashed the plate and, and checked out, they stuffed the bag of weed in them. Oh, uh, yeah. They 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 uh they got everybody hot. <laughs> they spiked their body. <laughs> <laughs> hey bro, this is the funniest, this is the funniest part of a horror movie I've ever seen, bro. Cause I when I seen it, I'm like, bro, there's no way that shit is gonna work. Yo, That's they put crazy. they put her in that damn smoker, my guy. Yeah, and everybody got high as fuck. And then they the plan was to sneak out while everybody was high. Mm-hmm. So two of them sneak out. The third dude tries to go out, but the dirty motherfucker had hit the one dude with their little homemade tranquilizer shit. It mm-hmm. was like, yo, no, he's staying here with me because I'm not getting eaten. So they right. need somebody to be ate. So the other, so that dude ended up sneaking out and these motherfuckers got the munchies, my guy. It started eating dude raw. I'm yeah. like, yo, man. It went, no, no, no. He wakes up to being eaten raw. That's the crazy part. Remember, he was out of it. Yeah, and he then he tried, and then he saw that they. But remember, he saw that they was still laughing. Mm-hmm. So he started making like hand gestures, like trying to yeah. be like funny and shit. They were like, "Nah, we hungry." Yeah, ate his ass alive, bro. Ate his ass alive, man. I'm like, look, man, so, this shit. Um. So, Justine. After all she done been through, she escaped with, uh, I forgot what dude's name is. But her and dude, they escaped. They get back to the where the where plane let them off at, and they end up finding the phone. They thinking that they going to make it, and then boom. They lasso these niggas back in. They thought they oh, were free, bro. You talking about <laughs> you talking about a letdown? You done got there. You done found the phone, all this. And you still can't get to where you got to go, bro. Yeah, but what Man, they did, is, to, but what they uh, did to do, yeah, what they did to do, 
They they hung dude up on on this damn pole. Mm-hmm. Broke all of his bones. Mm-hmm. And I'm imagining they rubbed shit on him. I'm guessing. No, 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 no. What the fuck was that? It was a sugary substance. Whatever, Whatever it was, it was like sweet. Dude. So you sitting here with broken bones, broken limbs, then they rub all this green looking shit on you, and then all of a sudden, that wasn't fire ants though, because fire ants are red. Mm-hmm. But They're just regular these big ass. Ants. Yeah. Man, it regular my ass. Them things ain't regular. Them things are abnormal. <laughs> man, he started chewing and eating on his ass and biting them and 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 like you say, everybody's watching. It's three of them left at this point, and they're just watching. And then they had a thing with Justine. I don't know if it was it because she was a virgin. I don't know what it was, but like they would keep her and like they they like painted her and and all this shit, dressed them up in, like, their type of clothes. Like, I don't really know exactly what that was. Do you know why they gave Justine that type of treatment, or do you have a theory of why they gave her that treatment? Of why they were saving her? Well, of why they was, in a way, branding her. Well, I mean, technically, she was the virgin. So, you saying that that's the reason why you believe that they was, like, Painted her and dressed them up like them. Yeah, because I think they was going to sacrifice her. But why dress them up like them, though? To sacrifice her. That's a ceremony. You sacrifice virgins. I don't know. That's how sacrifices work. (laughs) (laughs) You only sacrifice kids and virgins. Yo, that, that, that shit was crazy. But then she built this relationship with this one kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and she had this flute thing that her mom had gave to her and like so she was like playing a little flute thing and the kid must have had some kind of sympathy for the girl or at least like Justine and yeah. cut her loose mm-hmm. and so Justine this was after the other company had came to the um uh, to the vicinity because remember yet. the no, no, no. This is this well, is the same time because remember this is when the um they started getting the warriors together. That was, but see, but that's what old dirty dude knew the whole time. Mm-hmm. He was trying to wait it out to the point of like, look, it's gonna be another company that's gonna be strolling in here soon. Mm-hmm. So that's why he didn't want the one dude to leave to escape with them because he's right. like, yo, I need another body to be here. Mm-hmm. So. That'll buy me more time. At the end of the day, he was. He got what he Man, why the hell did you not bring this up? What? We did the biggest snake episode on 28 Minutes or Less. I didn't even think about this. Yo, I didn't he, think about he is the ultimate snake, my yes. guy. This nigga literally was trying to preserve everybody so he could get them eaten and he, and he could eventually get up out of there. And then did this whole PR stunt plan when mm-hmm. he knew that none of this shit was going to work. So he exactly. was just really just using everybody. Yeah, he got what he deserved, bro. Oh, yeah. Yeah, at the end of the day, he did. Because she mm-hmm. had an opportunity to save him. She was like, nah. Mm-hmm. Like, nah, you, you staying here, my guy. Because she was smart, though. 
because she kept that phone. Yep. She found one of them dudes to talk to that was on the, you know what I'm saying, in the militia. And then she started recording it so they wouldn't, you know what I'm saying, let so she would let them know, like, yo, I'm American, I'm down here protesting. So she gets flew home. They get to asking her questions. She like everything was straight. You know what I'm saying? We went down there, we protested. You know what I'm saying? We met a tribe. Tribe was cool. We ended up getting into a plane crash, but everything was good. And basically, she just lied to everybody and letting them and let them know that none of this shit happened. She was just the sole survivor. Yep, because they asked whether in account cannibalism, and she was like, "Nope, I didn't see any of that." And like, so she just kind of felt for the tribe at the end of the day, which mm-hmm. I don't know. Look, <clears throat> I understand the one with the kids saved my life. I get it, but at the end of the day, for what y'all did well, to me and what I had to go through, that fuck whole that shit. Got the fucking burn, man. Yeah. They was they ate all my motherfucking friends. They that whole joint. Yeah, like man, they stuck the shit. Man, listen, nah. I'm not saying, look, I appreciate you, little kid, but now you got to die. I'm sorry. Yeah. You got to go. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, this thing's only go so far. So, <laughs> so yeah, that was, that movie is, like, if, if you if you into just very, very, like, just sick, abnormal type of shit, mm-hmm. like, this is for you. Really, a lot of Eli Rock movies are yeah. really for you. Um, I think that he has I think he has a good mind um but his his movies you know he, he, I will put him in that Quentin Tarantino Freddie Rodriguez well, uh, Robert Rodriguez type of class because even Stephen King don't even get sick like this no, uh, John Carpenter don't even get. Yeah, Stephen like King to me is more so a storyteller. Yeah, more so than it is like his his story is just gonna be a scary story more so than it is like graphic. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. to me, Tarantino, Rodriguez, Roth, like those are graphic people. Like John Carpenter, he got a little gore in there, but he ain't graphic like they are. Rob like, Zombie, man, Rob Zombie. Yeah, oh, Rob Zombie, one hundred. You could tell that, he that came from that school. 100%, yeah. bro. 100%. Yeah. That's who I was thinking of. I couldn't think yeah. of the name. Rob Zombie. Like, Rob yeah. Zombie, Robert Rodriguez, and um, Quentin Tarantino. Like, they, and Eli Roth, like, they, they got their own lane of, like, mm-hmm. thickness, you know? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And the shit, the shit is wild, dude. The but shit is really wild. Don't forget the mid credit scene. You know what I'm saying? Justine get a call on her phone. It's Alejandro's sister. Remember, she done told everybody she the sole survivor. She called her and tell her, like, yeah, so we looking at a satellite image, and this is clearly my brother. What aren't you telling us? You know what I'm saying? And then that's it. Listen, you want to know the truth? Your brother fucked everybody up. He definitely did. And I left he deserved everything he got. That's yeah, he deserved everything he got. But that um, complete asshole. Oh, 100 percent man. But um, so so what do you what do you think about directors going this route as far as taking these far well, I don't even want to say far out, you know what I'm saying? Taking these unconventional concepts and creating um 
creating horror movies out of them? I think it's awesome because a lot of ideas has already been done. And what you end up getting is you get a lot of shit recycled. Mm-hmm. Now, there's nothing wrong with shit being recycled. Look, with the movie we did last week, I was glad they recycled that movie. Mm-hmm. But, like, there is a different kind of satisfaction of seeing something that you've never seen before and the idea yeah. of something that you've never seen. There is something to that. Um, even though I'm more of the class of stuff being recycled because sometimes when something is good, you can always make it better. In some mm-hmm. cases, everything isn't always done better. The exorcist right. to me, they still haven't made anything better than the original. To me, that's just I my agree. opinion. No, I agree. I agree. But like, but even when it comes to music, like to me, I will always tell people, look, we've done countless music episodes on the 28 mm-hmm. Minutes or Less. To me, the 70s is the golden age and they keep recycling that music yeah. And sometimes sometimes they make it better, but sometimes yeah. the original just just be better. Yeah, you just can't trust. Yeah. It. But you also have those artists who come through and do something that, that to me, Kid Cudi is completely different from what it to me what anybody has done. Like so he is one of those artists that would go into that field of like the the uh quentin tarantino's where it's it's so odd and it's so different of what he's doing so there there is an an art to this but then you also get the drakes who really kind of recycle ll cool j in a way so dude good point so yeah, as far as the persona, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As far as the persona, and then a lot of people say the, the real first rapper to sing a song is El Cool J. I need love. Okay, so no, I, I feel you though, but yeah, I, I feel what you're saying. As far as the persona and shit go, I could, I could kind of see that. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm but I'm for it because like that you, you do get stuff to sneak through the cracks, but also to see shit that you've never seen before. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yo, there there is something special to that. Yeah. So I'm gonna throw the question back at you. Um, for me, man, I enjoy it. I think that um anytime you get a chance to, you know what I'm saying, like you like you put it, see something that you never seen before, I think that it's a great thing. Like imagine having to watch you know what I'm saying, the same concept over and over again. I mean, like, how many fucking Jason movies can they make? How many Halloween movies can they make? Like, unless you're a real fan, mostly, you know what I'm saying, most of the people really don't care about seeing the same fucking thing over and over again. So finally, when you get something like this, or when you get something like Saw, or when you get something like Hostel, or when you get something like Midsummer, or, you know what I'm saying, like, something like that to where you don't expect these things to happen. Like this is something that you don't know anything about, or maybe even like a paranormal activity. Like these are to me in a way game changers because it's giving you a totally different outlook on the genre. It's giving you something different to, um, to look forward to from now on. So I think that it helps to expand it. Not only does it help to expand it, it also helps to freshen it up and, you know what I'm saying? Add something you know what I'm saying? Give a little spice to it. So for me, like a movie like this, I could watch movies like this all the time. I mean, regardless of what the concept is, 
it's just the fact that it's something new. You know what I'm saying? It's not your it's not your average classic slasher. This is you know what I'm saying. Some kids who was in school and they wanted to go to uh, you know what I'm saying the Amazon to do for uh, what they considered a righteous cause, only to come around, turn around and get eaten by some goddamn uh, uh, cannibals. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't think about stuff like that. So to me, I, I thought it was you know what I'm saying very worthwhile. And why why you was on that subject? Because you brought up paranormal activity, and we done this movie, which was hilarious. But uh, and y'all can go back and find it in the archives. Blair Witch Project. Yep. At the end of that, you 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 have to give them credit because they changed the game. What exactly? No, nobody was doing that. Huge nobody was doing that. From yeah. even even from the even from the camera shots though. Huge yeah. game changer. Yeah, nobody was doing it. People, because mm-hmm. what movies was about was camera and sound quality. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, we, we got to get the best shot. We got to have four or five different cameras to mm-hmm. get this one shot. It was one camera and they was carrying it. Mm-hmm. So I thought that that was just a complete game changer. And to piggyback off what you said, to me, no Friday the 13th out of the 80s were better than like those were the best ones. Right. That was in the 80s. The original Halloween one and two. I don't think they made any of them better. So in a lot of cases, like even though they keep recycling the same movie, it's like they're gonna get me every time. Cause yeah. I'm me. Yeah, but, but you're at, fan. Yeah, but at the end of the day, the originals <laughs> were still better. Yeah. So it's like yeah. you recycling me bullshit. But you get me every time. You know, True. I'm gullible. I'm gullible when it comes to horror. Yeah. So, um, Fire Flames, bro. You ready? Let's go. Yoga Fire. Yoga Flame. So, um, man, you know what I'm saying? Just a refresher, man, for anybody who don't know anything about the Fire Flames. Um, this is our rating system. We give it a one through five, one being the worst, five being the best. And then we use the fire flame emoji, man, just to let people know um, what we thought of the movie upon our review. Um, me personally, I love this movie. This is one of my favorite all-time horror movies. Um, I think that, like I said, this this gave a little spice to the genre. Um, Eli Roth, is, he's one of those dudes that he puts out some sick, twisted stuff, but it's always good when he puts it out. And it's right on time, especially for, you know what I'm saying, Halloween and the month of October and all that type of stuff. Um, I think that this perspective that he took in this one, I think it was very interesting. The fact that they used um, a tribe in the Amazon, um, you know what I'm saying? A Peruvian tribe at that to basically be the, um, the boogeyman in this movie. So I thought that was very interesting. The the way that they did it, the cast, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't no, uh, no, you know what I'm saying, A-list cast, but I think the cast was great for what it was. Um, me personally, I'm gonna go ahead and get us a 4.5. 4.5. Okay. Uh for me, I have to disagree with that. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> listen, I ain't gonna hold you, man. Even though uh, 
I, I really like the main character, man. Um, uh, Justine character of mm-hmm. uh, actress, man. She was uh, she did a really good job. Beautiful yeah. too. Uh, yeah. But yo, uh, two point five. Uh, Whoa, I just, man. <laughs> man! Listen, the 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 rewatch, the rewatchable ability of this movie for me is not high. Like I said, I seen it the very first time. Mm-hmm. When it first came out, I seen it when it first came out, and I was just like, it wasn't what I thought it was gonna be. Um, not that it's not that it's a bad movie. Um, so when I say two point five, it's more of like, I just I just wouldn't go back to it. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? It's more that um, the the story is not bad, and to also this is like, you remember when we did. When we did, and I'm bringing it up again, Blair Witch Project, and we was like, mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly how we said it, but like the movie itself was shit. We might have gave that shit like a like a two point five or whatever the case may be, but the yeah. last scene was like a five by itself because right. like the last right. scene was so fucking crazy. Yeah, but um, it was more like that. Like it's it's it had it had its parts like. For me, the part that really that really got you was when they first started cutting fat dude up. That was mm-hmm. just like, yo, this is different. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm but I'm arrive with what, what I meant, man. I'm I'm okay. I'm arrive with that with that two point five, man. That's with. cool, man. So, uh, man, listen, y'all hit us up on social media if you're listening, man, and tell us what y'all think of this movie. If you've seen it, if you haven't, go check it out yourself, and then once again, hit us up on social media. Tell us what you think of it, man. Right now, man, we about to get into the coming soon. Let's go. Coming soon. Coming soon. So, um, next Tuesday, we'll be coming back at you with a brand new episode, man. We're giving y'all something forward to listen to. Um, we doing the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, but you gotta explain to him which Texas Chainsaw Massacre this one is, my brother. All right, man. I would gladly do it because there are so many of them, but there's only mm-hmm. one great one, and that is a 2003 version. You know what I'm saying with Jessica Bill. Um, you know, shout out to uh Lee Trace Emerald. They get the fuck out of here, yo. Like I would, I would not review that movie at all. You know? <laughs> Like, yo, they, man, they they should have stopped at the beginning, man. They should have stopped there. Fucking comedy to me, bro. Man, that shit was so trash. And then it ended up being her uncle. Like, oh my god, fuck yeah, out of here, man. Yeah. Um, but uh, to the real shit, yeah, yo, this this movie, this movie was 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 a game changer, man. When it when mm-hmm. it came out for me, for me, when it came out in two thousand three, it was a game changer. Uh, this was the best depiction of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre that I've ever seen. Um, the scenes were so graphic in this movie. This was the one that you you the, the scene that you remember when they hung a dude up on on the hook when his mm-hmm. legs was cut off. Mm-hmm. And they threw that saw the the oh you, that was so you know. You remember I told you like there's some shit it gives me like the shivers like when I see it I I, yeah. I, I get cold chills yeah. cold chills my guy I got cold chills oh, no. in 2003 Bro, was, my guy 
I was in the middle of kissing my girlfriend during this scene when this came out as a freshman in high school. And I stopped kissing her to see this. Dude. So I feel you. That that's real horror right there. <laughs> that's horror. If, but if no, you yo. know, if anybody knows what salt does to a wound. Dude, even listen. if I get dude, have you ever had like a paper cut, dude? And like you touch something salty? It's the fucking worst. And can you imagine a, a your leg cut off and your whole nub and somebody grab a handful? Oh, like, and put it on each one. No, and then this dude got shack hands, like big ass hands <laughs> of a six six man. Yeah, <laughs> and and smack yeah. that up. And I'm, you hanging on the hook the whole time. And, and the hook is in your back. It yeah. ain't. It ain't like they put a rope and no, hung no, the rope. No, no. Yeah. you you hanging by your body, dude. I'm dead. It's right all your there. body weight on the hook. I'm dead, dude. Like yeah. first of all. I would have died right there from the hook part. But if I'm still alive and he hit me with that salt, oh, man, mm-hmm. game over. Look, yeah, I, I don't know if I can take that one, bro. Game, a little flip. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you on that one. I don't know if I'd be able to take that one, bro. The hook itself, would. I take that back. Let's let's go even further back than that. The fact that I don't have no legs, take me out the game right there. Okay, just take me out the game. Cause, cause I know I'm not gonna be able to get to a hospital and and get the proper treatment and, and get the prosthetics. I'm not gonna be able to do none of that. We out here in nowhere, Texas, with Leatherface, and this nigga out here just chopping everybody up. I'd be surprised if he don't just let me bleed out. Nah, he ain't gonna let you bleed out because he gotta eat you. Yeah, yeah. That's a little most capitalism. Look, two, look, two, two movies back to back of people yeah. eating people. Yeah. <laughs> So, man, listen, man, y'all tune in Tuesday. We're doing Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the 2003 remake. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for listening. Um, you already know, man, follow us on social media, on Instagram and Twitter, at Pod. Also, you can follow us on Facebook at VAPod Watch Group. Um, you can follow me on, I'm sorry, on, so, uh, on Twitter, at Scoots Bronson, you can follow me on Instagram at Scoots Bronson underscore TV. Make sure you go to my website, ovop.storeenvy.com, um, and purchase a few of my graphic t-shirts. That's what's up, man. Uh, y'all can follow me at s.foster8. That's on Instagram and Twitter at 28 Minutes or Less Pie on IG. At, no, just 28 minutes or less on Facebook. Uh, I got something in mind, got something cooking, so be on the lookout for another 28 minutes or less coming up soon. So, uh, you know, support the whole team. I also uh, support the 4-3 podcast. And uh, and everybody that's a part of the team, man, uh, JD, Eric, Siege, everybody, mm-hmm. man. For sure, man. Um, shout out to those guys as well. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's dope to be able to have that kind of collective, man. Um, you know what I'm saying? To be able to lean on other people who also do pods and kind of understand the struggles that we go through doing this shit from the ground up. Um, so outside of that, man, once again, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it. Don't forget to follow us on all our respective socials. Interact with us. Let us know something, man. Send us some ideas in if you got any. 
Um, let us know how you feel about the movies that we've been uh, reviewing as well, especially this one. I think this is an interesting one. I would be um, <laughs> excited to see the comments for. Um, and with that said, man, you know how they said in Hollywood, that's a wrap. Good.